Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of Daniel chapter 5, verses 18 through 23, we are going to be continuing our study in God's justice, and not only His justice, but now His mercy. So today's readings are coming from the Christian Standard Bible, and the passage reads like this. Your majesty, the Most High God, gave sovereignty, greatness, glory, and majesty to your predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar. Because of the greatness he gave him, all peoples, nations, and languages were terrified and fearful of him. He killed anyone he wanted and kept alive anyone he wanted. He exalted anyone he wanted and humbled anyone he wanted. But when his heart was exalted and his spirit became angry, he was deposed from his royal throne and his glory was taken from him. He was driven away from people. His mind was like an animal's. He lived with the wild donkeys. He was fed grass like cattle. And his body was drenched from dew from the sky until he acknowledged that the Most High God is ruler over human kingdoms and sets anyone he wants over them. But you, his successor, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, even though you knew all this. Instead, you have exalted yourself against the Lord of the heavens. So I apologize if the audio quality is not as good today. I've been having like weird problems with my recording. I don't really know why. Like I guess, like I think I did something to my laptop and I don't know what, (laughs) I don't know what I did. That's generally not a good thing. My dad was able to help me out, but that's, you know, he, he was the IT guy for 15 years. I was not. That's just, this tech is not my spiritual gift. But fortunately, it is for him, so that's, he's, he's, I don't know what you call it, like, he's my producer, (laughs) I like that, dad's my producer, Uh, so today, well, last time we looked at the fact that God's going to tear the prideful down, today I want us to look at the fact that God will raise the humble up, and the reaction to this account. So first, God will raise the humble up. We looked how he's going to tear the prideful down, but let's get some good news. Fortunately for Nebuchadnezzar, the story does not end with God's justice. And that is a big fortunately, because God does not owe anyone the second part of this study of Daniel. So what I mean by that is God does not owe anyone grace. The nature of grace is that it is undeserved. Like, we kind of understand that, but then we're like, God, you know, why do some people not get saved? God doesn't owe anyone being saved. No one. He does. He certainly does not owe me being saved. I I thank God every day that I woke up a Christian because I don't need to. God does not need me in his kingdom. I'll probably drag the kingdom down. I don't know. God does not need any one of us, but he is gracious and saves us. And that's why we get to look at this, because God was gracious to Nebuchadnezzar. God could have only been a just God, only shown his justice, and he would have been perfectly right in doing so. God can love people and still send them to hell because he is just. It would be like a judge whose son appears before him when the son committed a crime. The father can still love the son, but he also has to be just and has to give him a just penalty. 
saying that God cannot be loving and send people to hell is like saying that that hypothetical judge would have to pardon his son, even if he were guilty because, you know, he loves him. Like, no, if we are guilty, we deserve punishment. God is gracious, though, and he offers salvation. God does not owe anyone an offer of salvation, and he certainly does not offer owe Nebuchadnezzar the chance to repent. But he's gracious, and he gave that to him. Hence, we have this second episode looking at God's graciousness. The way that Nebuchadnezzar regained all his riches is that he realized that he was not the one who got them in the first place. This seems a little backwards, but when we take a closer look, it makes sense. Nebuchadnezzar had to learn that all the good things in his life, they were a gift. And the only way that he earned things was with the abilities that he did not earn. Like, think about that. The only way that we are able to work hard for a living is with hands that we didn't make, with sweat that we don't produce, and with talents, with natural-born talents that we did not get ourselves. They were given to us by God. Nebuchadnezzar's riches came back to him when he realized that he did not deserve them. God speaks repeatedly about how he rejects the proud but gives grace to the humble. Really, just look at the ministry of Jesus. The people that Jesus ministered to most often were the lowly. You, he hung out with the sinners, the prostitutes, the outcasts of the kingdom, not to join them, but to have them join him. Jesus hang, was a friend of sinners because they realized that they didn't deserve God. They realized that they did not deserve a seat at the table, so they were given one. Like, it makes no sense from a human perspective, but that's the way God works. God does not want the people who are like, yeah, I'm owed this. God's like, no, you're not. So he doesn't give it to them. But if you're like, Lord, I deserve nothing from you. I'm asking for your mercy. Then God's like, yeah, I'll give that to you. Because God, God need, loves reality. Like, I know that sounds a little silly, but God loves reality. And if we are living in pride, we are not living in reality, my friend. God wants us to be, God is truth. And so it would make no sense for God to accept the proud because that's not reality. We are, we are not all that. And so when we're humble and realize like, okay, we are, we're nothing. God is everything. That is true. And so that, it makes sense when we bow our knee as he says we are to do, that God would be more willing to accept us. And when I say hum, when I talk about this, I want to be clear that I'm not saying that our humility is like something we have to do to get saved. Your humility is not something that saves you. Nothing you do saves you. However, God, you gives us, I mean, really, God gives us everything. I just, the more I talk about this, the more it's like, man, everything we have is from God. But God gives us the ability to humble ourselves. The posture of faith is a humble reliance. Faith is trusting in God, and that's naturally humble because that means we can't trust ourselves. 
God uses humble faith to save us. Again, that is not a work. Your faith does not save you. It is the channel through which God gives you salvation, okay? Like a wire does not power a TV. It's just a channel through which electricity goes to it. Our faith is not like, God's like, oh man, he is a real believer. He's really believing. I'll give him salvation. Like, no. Your faith is just like, your faith is just accepting that gift. That is not an act. Like, that is not something that you are just like earning your salvation with. This is not a believe contest. Like, (laughs) I'm reminded of like Christmas spirit from the elf. Like, the Christian life is not, like, who has the most Christmas spirit? Like, man, he's re- Buddy the Elf is really believing. That's like a, that is a heavenly mansion. Like, oh, I love that movie. But salvation, I want you to know, salvation is not a Buddy the Elf situation, okay? So, do not be trying, like, man, I'm believing super hard, okay? Oh. Christmas spirit in Jesus. Moving on. God speaks repeatedly about how he rejects the proud and gives grace to the humble. That's what we've been talking about. God can and will redeem any sinner who comes to him in faith because that person realizes how much he needs saving. So let's look at the reaction to this account. Belshazzar, the successor to the throne, he did not heed this warning. I know, we we had some good news, we're going back to the bad news. Belshazzar, he lived a life that was in open defiance of God's rule, not honoring God as holy, and he really, he was terrible, he used the holy vessels for horrible practices, and he ended up paying the price for it. So we have two ways to react to this passage. We can be like Belshazzar, and pridefully ignore the God of the Bible. We can pretend that we earned what we have, and that life is all about us. Or we can respond to this passage with incredible humility, saying, Lord, I deserve nothing. You are gracious. I ask on Je- because of Jesus that you would give me forgiveness. Jesus is the only way that we are able to stand before God. It's crazy. Jesus is the only way that God is able to take away our sins. That is the incredible nature of the gospel. Every time, if you're a Christian, every time you wake up, thank God that you're a Christian because you do not need to be. Salvation, we don't, we're not owed eternal life. It is a gift. Thank God every day for that. It is easy, like, it is easy. It's almost like a kid being like, mom, dad, you owe me all this stuff. Like, In a sense, parents owe their children food, water, and shelter. Like, because, you know, that's kind of the law. But at the same time, like, as a child, you should be grateful for that. Like, I did nothing. The nature of me existing does not mean I'm entitled to delicious meals and a warm bed. Like, me existing, just I'm not like, all right, bring on the goods. Like, no, (laughs) It is a gift. It is a gift from my parents that I'm able to be fed. I mean, heck, I could be in an orphanage right now. And that, you know, that would just be my lot in life. So that's why I thank my parents. Thank you for this meal. 
We I, yesterday we got well yesterday at the time of this recording, they brought home pizza. I was like, oh, thank you so much, cause I love and this is from Vinny's Pizza. Whoo, that's good. I was grateful for that. They don't owe me Vinny's Pizza. They could just give me you know beans and rice, but they got Vinny's Pizza, and I'm grateful for that. And God is incredibly gracious to us. And we, instead of saying like, oh yeah, you know, this great time in Bible reading, he kind of owes that to me. No, he doesn't. God could just get you through life and get you in like a corner of heaven where there's nothing. And that would be eternal life. But God is gracious to you and loves you and gives you incredibly more blessings than we deserve. Say thank you. I want us in this humility, this humble recognition of God's gracious that Nebuchadnezzar had. I want us to look at Psalm 119 where we see how can a young man keep his way pure by keeping your word. The Bible guards us and it takes humility to be guarded by the Bible. We need to allow ourselves to be molded by God through his word because otherwise we are prone to fall. There's freedom and saying that we might be wrong. We need to be willing to say, you know, sometimes we make mistakes. I know that on my own, I can't do things. So God, I'm going to listen to you in your word. We've got to learn from Nebuchadnezzar. And we've also got to learn from what we see about God in this passage. Praise God for his graciousness, but also be humble before him because he is just. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. If you have not already, I'd encourage you to tell your friends about us. It's a great way for you to spread the word. I would encourage you to go to our website, AdoptedBelievers.com, where you can find articles, podcasts about us, all sorts of fun stuff. If you got a question, comment, or concern, send them to me at Daniel at AdoptedBelievers.com. And without further ado, I'll see you all on Monday.